Well, the back waxing is optional, but the toy fun is mandatory. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 181, for the week of Wednesday, the 12th of August, 2015. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eddie. Justin. And John. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the G.I. Joe Pursuit of Cobra Ninja Commando Snake Eyes, the Vinyl Sugar Dorbs Batman and Robin, and the Masters of the Universe Classics Calyx Action Figure. Well, gentlemen, I think it's been a while since the four of us have done a show together. In fact, I don't know if the four of us have ever done a show together before. See, this is where we need Ben because he's like the he's like the continuity expert. Yeah, he would say uh, yes. Back in the no, um, but anyway, how are we, gentlemen? Um, Justin, we haven't heard from you for a while. How are you? I'm pretty good, actually. I'm uh, recovering from all my injuries. I've been um, back to uh, moderate exercise again, so feeling really good, actually. Oh, that's um, good. I don't know if I told you, I was last time from the hamstring tear that uh, about three weeks later the bruise started to appear. Yes. And oh, my. I, I told you that. No. Yeah. Oh, it just it freaked me out. I looked down on my leg and there's a massive purple patch that ran from my inner thigh all the way down to the bottom of my knee. Oh. And I quickly Googled it because I didn't think I was some sort of freak of nature. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, had a look at some horrific uh, hamstring tear bruising that comes out three weeks after because of bleeding the muscle and it takes that long for it to reach the surface of your skin. So, Oh, my gosh. It's been uh, fun and educational. Yeah. I'll have to put a warning, contains medical procedures on the front of the podcast again. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, well, yeah. that's not mm. good, but, but you're feeling better now. Feeling good. Um, I, I realize that uh, Maybe my days of excitement are over because my son had an excursion to Toronto Zoo this week and he was so excited to go to the zoo. And uh, I said, mate, it could be disappointing because when you go there, normally like the leopards and the uh, tigers and the lions always asleep in the middle of the day when you go there. So uh, when he came home, he said, no, Dad, you're wrong. The lions were running around and the tigers were. <laughs> he was so excited about the bears. He goes, we saw mountain goats and tigers and snakes. And I was going, wow, I don't know if I'll ever reach that level of excitement again in my life about anything. <laughs> so such a good day. You know, it was a big trip because we were about an hour and a bit out of the city. So he went on a, on a coach and he. And he went down a big trip for him, and he was asleep by seven thirty. But yeah, I was uh, just thinking about that. You know, huge. that level of excitement was fantastic to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Eddie, what have you been excited about lately? Uh, I haven't been excited about much. I've been a grumpy bum this week. Oh no! I've um, what one thing that we'll get into in uh, one of our favourite segments later on. Uh, another, I had a lot of workplace training this week where you go and sit in meeting rooms with, uh, different colleagues from around the workplace and people get a chance to showcase just 
who can ask the dumbest question oh, yeah. all day long while yeah. you're stuck mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. uh, sitting. So yeah. lots of uh, really painful, painful <laughs> days. And then I went and saw... Sorry, you know what I do to entertain myself? Yeah, I know. <laughs> in, in days like that, in meetings, is I just start thinking mm. about, okay, who would I vote out first? <laughs> no, seriously. Like you, I... I <laughs> Sorry, that that is, I I had those exact same thoughts, except yeah. it wasn't voting that oh, I was okay. using to take these people out with. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to apply a bit of you know reality That's... television. There, I'm like, so if, if if we were about to take a vote and vote someone out of the training session, who would I vote for first? Yeah, it's, I've I've actually yeah. picked training sessions based on who's in them. Like, I'll go, oh, they're in that one. I'm not going to that one. Uh, yeah. It, we don't get a choice. We just get emailed and you see oh. how dreadful your day is going to be in advance by seeing the other names on the list of people and it's just like, oh, do I have any sick days left this month? Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, it was not good. And I uh, caught the new Fantastic Four movie, which was I'm almost sorry. just Yeah. It was very, very heartbreaking. I, I do love my Fantastic Four and, yeah, I'm still waiting to see a good version of them on the big screen. Is it as bad as they say it is? Yes and no. It, it it actually starts off all right. So I was sitting there for maybe the first twenty minutes, thinking, you know what, this is this has actually turned out good. I can see this. They're they're getting the characters right. It's all good. It's all going through. And then they introduce Doom and the powers, and it just all comes crumbling down. And it's um, and the thing is, it's not one of those films like uh, like Battlefield Earth or those films that are just so bad that they're brilliantly fun and you just sit there laughing your head off. It's just one of those ones that's just boring. You just oh. sit there and it's like, oh, that's not good, and that's not really doing anything. And um, we still. Uh, sat through the theatre all the way to the end of the credits because you sort of think, okay, Marvel film. No, it's not Marvel Studios, but The Last X-Men had something at the end of the credits maybe, but they put it through this time and there just pops up a PA about how many jobs this uh, film created and the whole cinema just let out a collective groan all at once. Oh. So it was a very, Mm. very... and, And mind you, all this whinging that I'm doing, I am quite aware that I am a healthy, straight, white male living in a first world nation and it's all uh, first world problems that I'm whinging about and really in life I got nothing to complain about. Not good huh. for you. Fair <laughs> yeah. um, John, Wait, you're white? What? Yeah. <laughs> He's John. male? What? <laughs> no, I know where he is. John, what have you got to all complain about? Um, I don't know. I really don't have anything to complain about. What? I finished The Wire this week. Yeah. Hey. I finished The Wire. And, uh, now you got to go back and watch season one again. I, I really wish we hadn't watched season five. I really do. Yeah, it's it's a rough one, season five. But four is so good. Uh, four was really good. Five, not so good. Yeah. Not so much. Five, the shipping container one, or was that four? That's two. Yeah. <laughs> five's the, five's the math, serial Justin. killer season. <laughs> that was so long ago. Uh yeah, I might have to go back and rewatch a few things. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't watch five. I, you know, it, it's like um, TV shows have been doing that to me lately because that show and uh, Sons of Anarchy, I, I didn't like the last season of Sons of Anarchy either. 
I haven't watched Dexter yet because I've heard so many people say the last two seasons of that just went downhill. Yeah. I haven't watched Agreed. the last season of Dexter for that reason either. Yeah, did you watch the edited or unedited version, Scott? Of Dexter? Yeah. Uh, he watched the edited one where he was just a nice family man. <laughs> went along. I assume the unedited one. I don't know. I've got, I've watched, I've got it on um, DVD, so. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that would be the unedited Yeah, yeah. Is there an edited version? We never got into that. Yeah, I don't think we get the edited ones. Yeah, one of the um, regular TV networks had two or three seasons of it on, and then they edited it for like broadcast television. Oh, okay. We don't do that much in Australia. We're not not you know worried about that kind of we, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we we got shows like um, funniest adult home videos. And- <laughs> And that's the children's television. Does anyone remember that show? Is that, is that just me, that show that got cancelled halfway through premiering? No, you're right. Um, yeah. Remember Gary that? Packer pulled the, yeah, yeah. Pulled the plug on it. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the show? In the middle of the show. Yeah. yeah. show got cancelled while it was on the yeah. air. It just went black. The head of the network how, ca- how? called in and just said, get that off the air. Wow. I know. It was wow. even in a documentary. Scott, what have you been up to? <laughs> um. I've been uh, doing a bit of travel for work, um, which I haven't been away for a while, so it's been good for family. So I am uh, in sunny and warm Brisbane at the moment, and while missing family, I'm not sad about being somewhere sunny and warm. Um, And, yeah, so I've been having quite a nice time, but as always, we'll look forward to being home with the family. No brownie baking or anything take with you on your trip, or...? Uh, no, I, I did, you know, I, I made a very nice, um, meal here tonight. I made like some vegetarian nachos and had a chili, um, chopping mishap, like, you know, where you, you touch the chili and then you touch your face and you're like, yeah. I'm burning, I'm burning. <laughs> um, so yeah, but th- that, you know, that's um, life. Yeah. I was at one of my uh, bosses had invited all of us over one time and uh, he had made salsa, you know, so he had been chopping uh, peppers, like jalapeno peppers and stuff. Yeah. And his wife was telling us this story that uh, while he was doing that, he wasn't wearing gloves. Yeah. But he had been drinking beer and he had to use the bathroom. <gasps> so, uh, oh. so, so he made her go in the bathroom with him. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, hey, yeah, look, I mean, while it would have been better for him to wear gloves, once he hadn't worn gloves, that was actually a good call, really. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, um, I have to tell this story now. Um, I mean, Justin's already told his gross bruise story, so this is nothing. Um, I, <laughs> years ago, I had uh, some, like, post-viral nerve damage, and I was on medication for it, like dulling the pain. And then the specialist that I was seeing said, I'm not really happy with you being on this medication. I want to find another way to treat it. And there's this cream called capsicum cream that you can put on. And it was like, particularly in my hands that, um, to kind of dull the pain, you put it on at night and etc. And it does have a bit of chili in it and some people can't tolerate it, but, um, you know, you should be fine. So I put it on as carefully as I could and put gloves on. But then I woke up in the middle of the night and one of the gloves had come off 
And in my sleep, obviously, I had touched my face and scratched around and scratched where boys scratch. And I was in utter agony. And, like, once you get chilly into your pores, soap and water don't help. It is, like, I I was in so much pain that I actually, like, I went to work the next day and I had to leave. Like, because I was just that uncomfortable. Um it was, it was so bad. So, and I was on the mild version. It was like, we'll start you on the mild version, and then we'll work you up. So that was a once-off medication for me. I was like, I'll, I'll take the drugs, thank you. I'm fine with the drugs. <laughs> what kind of barbaric doctor do you have? <laughs> well, apparently... Rub this cream on. It's got chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's probably going. <laughs> he just went to a culinary course instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently it's a thing, but I just could not tolerate it. It was just, it was really bad. Again, total first world problem, but um, you know, to have the luxury of different options for medical treatment, but that one was not for me. Yeah. I had a very similar experience to that with uh, poison ivy one time. Oh no! I had been weed eating, wearing shorts, and I hit some, and it had got on my legs, and I'd started itching it. Can and you just explain for our it, international it. audience what weed eating means? Um, weed eating's when you use a string trimmer. Okay. You know, it's a little yeah. motorized or yeah, gas powered yeah, so thing we call with that a little whip, piece of string in you. Uh, oh, ah, yeah. yeah. Weed eating involves brownies here. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. My problem was every time I would scratch, you know, I'd like scratch somewhere new and then it just kept spreading and spreading and spreading. (laughs) Well, if you'd like to share your uncomfortable itch and pain stories, (laughs) email. Um, Okay. Well, uh, before this devolves any further, I think we should, you know, focus back on our (laughs) core purpose. Um, which yeah. is actually toys. It was interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, but uh, let, let's um, let's take a short break. Uh, try not to scratch anywhere unpleasant, and we'll come back with some articulated news. To stop the evil doomsday, you need a hero who's more than a man. Superman. He's been called the greatest, the strongest, the first among heroes. High voltage villain Conduit is powered by Kryptonite, but with Krypton cannon blasting, Laser Superman powers him down. Conduit will learn. Don't mess with the S. Superman. It's the dreaded Doomsday, the most fearsome force in the universe. Even Doomsday will learn. You don't mess with the S. Super. If you'd like to contribute to our news segment, you can go to afppodcast.reddit.com and post links to the news that you're interested in, or also vote up and down the news stories that have been posted there, and that really helps us to organize the news, and also to make sure that we are picking up on news that we may not have found ourselves during the week. So thank you very much for those people who have uh, been very faithfully doing that, and if you haven't had a look yet, why don't you go over and have a go? Um and our first piece of news does come from Reddit, and it comes from J-Rod HG, so it must be Hot Toys news. And it is the official solicitation of the Hot Toys Age of Ultron Quicksilver figure. If you were worried that he wasn't going to get one, worry no more. Uh, it's out, uh, well, it's up for pre-order, and um, I think it looks very good. Yeah, no, they've definitely captured, um, is it Aaron Johnson, the actor? His likeness is, yep. um, you know, top-notch Hot Toys quality. Yeah, look, I think that the likeness is great. I like it better than the Scarlet Witch, actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the ribbing and the and the, the costume detail is um, perfection. I think you guys said it last week. They they really get that stuff right, and this is this is pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, intricate mm. and well done. He has some cool kicks on, though. That's true. Yeah. Um, so it still comes with the requisite million extra hands, um, the nameplate base, um, probably the most interesting uh, and highly detailed pair of 1-6 scale sneakers um, that's ever been produced. Um, and, uh, yeah, he can be yours for only a billion, I mean, you know, 200 US or something. Um, so people that want the complete set of Avengers Age of Ultron Hot Toys, I think you've got them now. That was really the last one that we would expect to come, don't you think? Yeah, indeed. Okay. Cool. At, at what point will it be acceptable for me to get sculpted hair like that and just wear it all the time? I think when... Probably now. The Quicksilver's done it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think when the 3D printer becomes like a home appliance... That, oh, so fairly soon. Yeah, that could be the you know place where because you could do it you know and just kind of oh yeah no I just you know, thought I'd wear my Wednesday hair. Wake up, yeah. Wake up in the morning. You put new <laughs> hair overnight. And... Yeah. You wouldn't know it, John, but in the nineties it was acceptable here in Australia with a TV host called Ray Martin. He used to have a plastic uh, Lego hair that he wore around. <sighs> I would so do that. <laughs> Yes. Um, <clears throat> I need some Emmett hair. Somebody make me some Emmett oh, hair. That's got to be a thing already, surely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People good with Photoshop, let's let's get that picture happening. For sure. Oh, shoot, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, another piece of news also from Reddit, and this is thanks to Silbert. This is, I would say, probably the final piece of the Mattel Batman 66 TV show um, line, and this is a box set um, at Toys R Us that's called uh, To the Batcave, and it has got a Batman that, I don't know, is that a redecoed Batman or the same one that's already come out? Looks like the colours have been changed yeah. on it, but it's the same sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely same sculpt, but I do think it is uh, redecoed with darker um, colours. Uh, and then the Bat Computer. And uh, the uh, some Wayne Manor backdrops and a whole bunch of props actually. Um, so if you, uh, I, the thing that killed this for me is that I just really did not like the Bucks. I thought that I mean I know that Adam West was not really buff, um, but I don't know. Mm. I just th- these did, did not do it for me. Um, Aesthetic. I agree. Yeah. It looks almost looks like the ab crunch is too high. Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, that's, mm. that's the kind of figure I don't know. Do you even need the ab crunch on? I guess you no. do for the wall climbing one. But uh, it's so ugly. I, I wasn't as bad on these ones. I I quite liked uh, these lines. So uh, when I have the available income, I'm going to be picking up this uh, bat cave set to finish off. Oh, cool. I was lucky enough to track down one of the rare Surf's Up Jokers with his little board shorts and that. Oh, nice. Um, so I think I need to grab this just to finish up uh, the set. Yeah. Awesome. I kind of want it just for the accessories. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're fantastic. The the Shakespeare bust is like that's – I just need to own that. I'd buy the set just of that. Yep. Yeah. And there's a bat Because I'd put phone. it with all my Muppets. <laughs> Um, there's a there's a bat phone. There's some weapons. There's some bat rings. 
there's a megaphone um, and the little, you know, bookcase trapdoor um, thing alongside the back computer and a little backdrop. So uh, uh, going for $34.99 US. And the... Um uh, the Adam West head too, which is probably why this Thank is you. still getting released, is they spent the money on Adam West likeness rights. Yeah. Now, why would they have used not used? They used like a comic book type backdrop for the photos. I wonder why they just didn't use stills from the show. Maybe they don't yeah. have the rights. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I, I think that would be an extra cost. Yeah. Involved, it'd probably be cheaper getting an artist to replicate it than paying for the photo rights. Yeah, it just yeah. looks silly because they actually have the phone in the backdrop, and then you have the phone next to the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. And in my last piece of news from our good friends at Funko, uh, we have the Star Wars Super Shogun 24-inch Boba Fett. This is one of the uh, vinyl deformed, super deformed, semi-deformed um, lines that they do. Uh, these are very tall ones. It's Boba Fett. It looks Shogun-y. It's 24 inches. Um, and uh, not they're not cheap either. Um, they can run around the 200 mark, um, depending on where you buy them from. Um, but again... If you're collecting that line, or you're just a really big Bubba Fett fan, or maybe you're just a fan of really big Bubba Fetts. You know, here's here's my problem with this, is the price. Because you can get those, um, oh, who does them? Jack Specific? You know, those really super big figures for quite uh, a, yeah. bit, for quite a yeah. bit less than that. Oh, yeah. Mm. And they're not and they're not nearly, you know, they're more well detailed than this, too. So, um, I mean, I like Shogun Warriors, but... <clears throat> I think they could do it for a little less. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it is obviously Funko is trying a lot of different things and they're, you know, not all for the same market. So I suppose this is more the high end side for them. Um, and it is good for them to be diverse. So even though it mightn't be my cup of tea, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that'll be happy about it. And that is my news, and I believe I am handing over to Justin. Indeed. Okay, my life is now complete because I'm about to report on some an American werewolf in London merchandise. Hey. So from those good people over at, yeah, Pop Culture Shock Collectibles is a Kessler Wolf one-fourth statue scale. Uh, so this is mighty impressive. Um, it is sculpted within its life <laughs> and good on culture shock because they really go after those sort of left out of left field uh licenses and this this movie as a kid scared the living christ out of me i gotta tell you <laughs> uh, when his friend kept kept uh, appearing in the um dream sequences as a decomposing corpse two or three times um uh, forget about the werewolf that's the thing that freaked me out <laughs> anyway enough about me old the, spoilers uh, old spoilers product size so it's yeah very old spoilers and it had Jenny Agutter in as well, and she was beautiful. Mm. Remember uh, from uh, Logan's, um, Logan's Run? Logan's Run, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking mm, of movies yeah. that scare anyway. you, that, that movie, I remember watching that movie. Logan's Run. Yeah, well, look, I watched that movie maybe the first time that I was left home alone on my own at night. And, like, in the dark mm. in my parents' bedroom. And it was just it's the suspense, you know, like, for a kid that um, I found it very yeah. scary. Well, even when they're, like, cleaning up the bodies in the city, that's pretty graphic for that time yeah. period. Yeah. That's, that movie's, that movie bothered me, too. 
Logan's Run. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway, back to your news, Justin. <laughs> anyway, the product size. So we got 10.5 uh, inches by 9 inches. So, and oh, by 21.5. So it's about nine kilos worth of statue here. Uh, it's expected to ship in early September of 2016 and it will cost you 399 US uh, 359 if you prepay in full. Well, um, it's just I, I don't know. Will this sell? <laughs> that's an odd. I mean, that would be one of those things you'd get and then go, "Where am I going to put this because of it being, yeah. you know, 30 inches long?" Yeah. I don't know that I have any shelves that are quite that long. Could almost buy a real werewolf for that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's the going <laughs> rate for real werewolves it. these days. <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah. Black market, black oh, berries. Yeah, uh. true. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a knockoff werewolf from Malaysia for oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've heard that their quality is very varying, though. Mm. We're having trouble importing dogs here to to Australia. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Something else, Justin. <laughs> that joke fell flat. <laughs> Johnny Depp joke did not work. <laughs> oh, that was too obscure for me. I didn't get it. <laughs> Do you know that story, John? Uh, should I move on? No, what, no. no. So this is uh, Johnny Depp uh, and his is it wife or fiance or whatever got got in big trouble mm. um, here because they brought their dogs in without going through quarantine, without taking them through customs. Uh, yes, and we don't yeah, have... Yeah, I vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, we don't have rabies here in Australia. Um, and so mm. it's a very big deal. And uh, I think that mm. she's going to... I read something the other day that they're still in trouble about it. So Yeah, well, I used to work for quarantine. It's an absolute miracle that he's not in jail, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's a big deal. They're serious about border protection. Yeah, I think I'd be more worried about Johnny Depp having rabies than I would about his dogs. <laughs> but when you think of, like when you think about, uh-huh. I know that, that you were joking, but when you think about like a whole continent without rabies, like it is worthwhile putting real time and real consequences into keeping it out. Um, so people, oh, yeah. people just yeah. kind of going, oh yeah, that doesn't apply to us. We can just bring our little dogs in because we're famous. Um, not go down so well. Hmm. Yeah, I would imagine. No. Anyway, more Troy news, Justin. Okay. I will. I'll move on to Sideshow. Uh, so we got Spider-Man symbiote costume. So this is a – is this a variant of the norm, of the um, yeah. uh, classic costume that we've already seen? Yeah. I think this is – like because it's almost the same pose, but the yeah, sculpt is true. almost brand new because he had, like, sculpted webbing, and this one just seems to be flat. So it's almost as if they've redone the whole statue. Oh, well, that's huh. uh, pretty impressive. So yeah. it's expected to ship uh, late next year. Um, it's actually quite good. Spider-Man and his, uh, obviously in his black symbiote, it's the shading, everything's there. It's incredible. The price is incredible too. For, uh, lim- and what do you think? The apple's in there, so we're happy to see the return <laughs> of the apple. Yeah, I, was, I was very unimpressed last week. You had that Pepper Potts thing on, and you did, there was no joke about um, her daughter being called Apple, and I was thinking, oh. guys, lift your game a bit. Wow. Yeah. That's so disappointing. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed with us. Anyway, mm. yeah. Just inconsistent on the apples lately. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Eddie. Yeah? Being a bit younger, <laughs> um, where are you with the a whole uh, the whole black-suited oh. Spider-Man? I mean, how, how does he rank for Spider-Man for you? 
Uh, well, you guys would be devastated to hear my Spider-Man by the reaction to uh, the Ben Riley figure release. The other one, my uh, Spider-Man is that one with the big spiders and the half boots and all that. That was the Spider-Man I started reading. Had blonde hair. Oh and, my! Yeah, was all clone sagery. That was Ooh. where I got in. But I um I I do like the black suit Spider-Man. It's mm. an iconic costume, and it's a definitely a classic, great look one. And it doesn't hurt being a kid of the '90s. It was all about Venom, and that's the Venom design basically there. So it uh, doesn't hurt being young with the black suit. That's what I was wondering. Because because so you know was- for me, I'd rather have the you know the red and blue pajama type look, but. Yeah, so do I, just with Bigger Spider. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At the time, if you were reading comic books... (laughs) Go ahead. I was just going to say, at the time, if you were reading comic books and when when this news broke, I was actually watching Moira's Mornings (laughs) on Sunday and she broke the news on, like, a kid's uh, TV show. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Did I just see that? And so, of course, I ran straight to the news agent, and of course, Australia being behind the US and everything in those days, there he didn't appear on our bookshelves, you know, just about three or four months later. But then I always thought, did I really see that, or was I having a dream, or did that really happen? <laughs> so, <laughs> look at that. I remember the exact time I, I first heard about it. Actually, if if I want to make you guys feel old, I remember in 2001 being in a country used bookstore, and they had a pile of comics. And I found a Marvel team up of Spider-Man and Moon Knight teaming up against the Sons of the Tiger. And he had his black costume on. And I thought it was the oldest comic I had ever come across and was amazed that I could uh, purchase it and flipping through. And I found these ancient vintage toy ads for something called Secret Wars (laughs) there in the back with hologram shields and it was like opening up a time capsule into the past and I could read about generations gone. Wow. Mm. You're fired. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was only 10 when I heard the news. Does that uh, <laughs> validate me a little bit? <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. Anyway. Anyway. Let's just move on. <laughs> yep, please. To our good frenemies at Funko. Oh. We have... Uh, Are we frenemies hop? now? <laughs> what, yeah. What are you, Justin? No, oh, they've, yeah. done, they've done plenty, John. Um, so I'll read the blurb. Funko brings pop to the kitchen with new Marvel-based mugs and salt and pepper shakers. So judging by these, we have in the pictures Hulk, Iron Man, and Spider-Man mugs, I guess, and Captain America. The salt and pepper shakers would be very confusing when they I mean, we've got... Uh, Symbiote again coming in the classic with a classic uh, blue and red spidey. How many times would you mess that up with salt and pepper? I guess <laughs> black would be the obvious, the black costume would be obvious for, for pepper. But come on, Captain America and Iron Man, what are you going to do there? <laughs> well, iron. Well, pepper is Iron Man. Yeah. Pepper, pot, um, pepper yeah. pots. <laughs> well, no, salt corrodes iron, so you wouldn't put salt oh. in Iron Man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and yeah. Cap's so. true blue, the salt of the earth, so. <laughs> Pop home. I, uh, yeah. It's obvious, Justin. It's obvious. Mm. I Are love coming up. This is going to be for me. I'm grabbing these. Which one? Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
Yeah. So um. Now, why does the why does the Spider Man have the white round eyes, but the 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 black suit one just doesn't have any of the regular Funko round eyes? Hmm. 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 What what I'm seeing here is Funko Home is like, you know, pop, sorry, pop home, you know, is kind of the next step in Funko world domination. Um, and you know, pr- pretty soon there'll be like, you know, Funko stores the size of Ikea where you can just go and get any, you know, size or variety of pop or Funko item um, to furnish your entire life, really. Yeah, I'm imagining beanbags are next. Oh, oh. Speaking, Say, of, I, speaking of Funko, <laughs> um, I saw a link late last night, and I forgot to put it in. Uh, you're getting Friends Pops now, too, from the TV show. I did see that, but and yes, I did, we, we need to cover that properly because it's not just the normal Friends. It's kind of very um, specific uh versions mm. of the different friends like when they're mostly when they're pretending to be other people or something it's kind of weird mm. is there a turkey head one i'll get definitely get that one. Oh yes <laughs> that would be awesome interchangeable with and Mr. there's your B. turkey reference for the show there you go yeah yeah <laughs> um and that, spoilers. so that uh came from our new friend at reddit oh, Z- yeah. yeah zab three that's a z with three a's oh, yeah so that's why i'm Emphasizing the ah, yeah. yeah, he's probably gonna kneel before Zab. <laughs> he's probably gonna email in and say, <laughs> he's probably gonna email in and say, actually, it's Zab. But anyway, um, Eddie, Zab, Zab, yes, yeah, you've got some news, Eddie. So, uh, thinking, speaking of shaking things up a bit, uh, 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 uh. Batman Arkham Knight. I, I don't think we've had enough merchandise uh, coming out based around this franchise. Very disappointing. Uh, so we have seen from MMDC, is it MMDC2? Is that, have I got that right for the company name? Oh, no, Prime One Studio. I was going to say, that didn't sound right. I've never heard of them before. Uh, so it's Prime One Studio are releasing their MMDC2 Arkham night statue and this thing is massive uh he's 33 inches tall uh and he's going to set you back about 900 us dollars oh uh, so it's a statue of the main antagonist of the game the arkham knight himself uh now a bit of warning if you do go and look at the solicit for this statue he does come with an alternate head and chest that do reveal the character's identity. So playing the game, uh, the identity of the Arkham Knight is a major story thread uh, throughout, uh, and you find out near the end of the game. So if you don't want that spoiled for you, and I won't spoil it on the show, uh, don't go too deep into the solicit of this character, but uh, he comes with a lot of switchable things. So he's got switchable pair of fists. You've also got the relaxed hands. Uh, you've got a open palm for holding a sniper rifle. Uh, you've got another pa- pair of arms for um, a gun holding with a hand gun. He does a dual world um, of two pistols there and the chests and the heads themselves uh, also uh, swap out there. Huh. So he, he's looking good. He looks exactly like he's straight out of the game. 
himself, and he does have an LED face that lights up, so uh, those lights definitely do work how they're presented in the game. I still say that head looks like Optimus Prime. Yeah, the the head is interesting, but there there is a reason behind that look to it. It it is practical. Okay. Okay, I will take your word for it. <clears throat> that's, yeah, that's, right. that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, and uh, something else. Something it, wow. Spoiler zone free. Yeah, so this next one's fairly spoiler zone three. Uh, so this one, by the time this episode drops, you will have a day to access this if you are interested. And it is the PowerCon exclusives for attendees and non-attendees. So Mattel revealed at San Diego this year that uh, the PowerCon or He-Man convention is going to have some major exclusives at the show. Uh, it is a Camo Khan, who was a variant of Cobra Khan, released in South America in the original line. It's basically the Cobra Khan figure, but he has the buzz-off claw hands. Uh, you've got a red mini-comics Beastman. It's a Beastman figure just painted all red. And you have a Granomir, which is the big dragon figure. Uh, who's painted all green to look exactly how he looked in the old mini comics himself. So they're they're obscure character designs that have been requested by fans for a while now that um, I can kind of see where they wouldn't exactly have a spot in the regular releases, but they are ones that have been heavily wanted. And when these were revealed, uh, a lot of people weren't too happy because it was announced they were only going to be at PowerCon. And if you're a He-Man collector like myself living in a spot that he might not be able to get to PowerCon, uh, you might have a bit of frustration there. But the guys at PowerCon, um, so this isn't through Digital River at all. This is through the folks running PowerCon, Val Staples and the rest of the gang uh, there at He-Man.org. They have set it up so non-attendees can get these figures. So what? It's happening on the 15th of August. The registration for PowerCon goes up. People attending PowerCon will have a three-hour window in which they can pre-book their exclusives to pick up there on the day. After those three hours, then it's open to non-attendees. So non-attendees can go in and purchase these figures as well, and they'll be shipped out a few weeks after PowerCon has actually finished There is a bit of a cost involved, so if you're a non-attendee looking to grab these figures, you do need to still purchase a non-attendee's pass to the convention, uh, which is around $25, and then you purchase your figures through there on top of that, which there has been a bit of um, people not too happy about, but these guys are a really small organisation that are running it non-for-profit all. Uh, This is going into the the convention itself and uh, to arrange people time to pack these up and mail them out and do all uh, that type of thing. So me personally, I, I don't think um, it's a bad thing doing this non-attendee cost because I can pretty much um, vouch that that money's just going straight into the con itself and uh, to shipping these exclusives out and doing it that way. But uh, if you go to the PowerCon website, it has all the details there in setup. There are varying costs depending on where they're shipping to and uh, the type of shipping you're purchasing. But uh, I do think it's good that they've announced a way to get these exclusives to fans that may not be attending. 
Hmm. I was going to catch my breath for a sec. <laughs> um, it, it is tricky. Well, good on them. Yeah. In a sense, but uh, I just hope it doesn't get stuffed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, the bloody eyes on them. It, it is going to be interesting because some of these guys have probably been uh, some of the more vocal against uh, Digital River. Um, and... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see it in different hands there itself. And being a small organisation, I mean, the chances of unplanned things and all that going on too mm. um, will be interesting uh, there f- for them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And one last thing from you. But the, um, the G.I. Joe Kong guys do too. Yep. Uh, and my last bit of news here that I've got is the McFarlane Toys Walking Dead Vigilante uh Rick Grimes' uh, 10-inch edition figure. Uh, So this is a similar sculpt to the other 10-inch Rick Grimes we got. He's standing there with his arm pointed out, uh, but it's more his design from around the Season 4 mark, I want to say, there. And he looks like he's got his prison gear, so the lock chains for the fence, a pistol, a machete, and he's looking like he's taken out a few more uh, zombies this time around, a little looking a bit more uh, blood-covered and spattered. But uh, in true McFarlane design, I, I think this guy is looking fairly spot-on uh, to the actor. What do you guys think? I think that chain with the, the carabiners on it is the dumbest accessory ever <laughs> in either <laughs> scale. <laughs> it, it's one um, I remember seeing that first figure. Um, before I'd even gotten to that part in the show, and I had no idea what those things were meant to be. I mean, even if you know what they are, it's not like he has a prison gate to put them on. (laughs) And it's going to be a weird thing because there's not looking to be anywhere on the figure that you would actually put them on him. Uh, Maybe you put them around his neck and he just just hang there. It is a great likeness, although, you know, having said that, the McFarlane... Uh, likenesses often look quite good in the promo shots and not always so mm. much in, in hand. So The holster looks a bit odd. That that gun should be further down in that holster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a bit strange. I wonder if it's kind of deliberately out so that you can see the detail of it. See it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Might just, yeah, not a bad right for the... That also doesn't look like the same gun that's in the hand in the other picture either. Yeah, it looks like the fingers around the barrel there almost. Yeah, I don't know. Something weird. It's very strange. strange. Yeah, but uh, he's looking to set you back around 32 uh, US dollars if you're looking to pick him up. And that's made done. Very well, good. I, if you're going to spend that kind of money, I have something that you might want to spend it on, and it's a Kickstarter. Um, Marauder, I did a, a review a little bit ago on the website for their Marauder Task Force figure. I did one here too, didn't I? Yeah. Um, but they are coming out with a their next Kickstarter, and they're calling it Marauder Task Force Valkyries, and these are female three and three-quarter military figures. A so, girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> their, their, their project spit up for for three days and they are already ten thousand yeah ten thousand dollars past their goal of thirty four thousand. So um the, the project's already backed. So this oh. is a 
a safe one, I think. Um, yeah. It might take a while to get here to it. But um, uh, again, designed by the folks at Boss Fight. And I think these look pretty good. Um, they, again, they're offering different camo versions. And you, know, you got your gray and your desert ops. And um, they have one that's almost like a ninja, like a night ops, they're calling it. Uh, but she has like a ninja type head. So um, that's kind of cool. And you know, the same modular accessory uh, philosophy that came through with the previous figure. Um, we're just seeing new accessories. One of the cool ones I thought was uh, the Desert Ops figure is shown with um, a camelback, which is kind of a neat accessory. Instead of a regular backpack, she's got the, you know, the drinking tube and everything with it. So um, single figures, you're looking a pledge of about $19, which... I think that's pretty good because you're going to hit some of those Kickstarter uh, stretch goals as well with this one. And the next stretch goal looks like they'll hit the first one is um, a pilot version. So that'll be cool as well. So Very good. I will have to get at least one of these, if not two. I'm really hoping they hit their second stretch goal because that one is a uh, Intel Ops. And it's it's a girl and she's in a t-shirt. So instead of having the you know, full gear on the top. She's got a t-shirt and looks more like kind of like a, a lady J type type figure. Hmm. So yeah, exciting stuff though. Yeah. It's great to see um, them continuing to do well in the Kickstarter space and just the response to how quickly it was um, funded. Um, it's great that people can get the stuff that they want without having to go to retail for it. Um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, you know, I I, mean, I follow a couple of groups on Facebook that are customizers, and one of them is mainly GI Joe stuff. And it is amazing some of the stuff people have taken. Um, you know, when they got their Task Force figures, they're starting to get the custom pictures out there now, and uh, very cool stuff coming with what people are doing with them. So good stuff. Very good. Yeah, yeah. no, they they do wonderful things there, Boss Fight Studios, and uh, I'm a huge fan of diversity. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Well done, guys. Um, speaking of three and three quarter figures, uh, we are going to go from more modern military to 1950s, 60s sci-fi military, maybe, <laughs> because uh, there's a new animated series coming for the Thunderbirds. Uh, Thunderbirds are go that that uh, vintage show. Um, they, they are getting a uh, bit of a reboot for their 50th anniversary, and it is going to be an animated series. And we're seeing some three and three quarter figures for this, and they are from that company that we all know, Vivid Imaginations. Oh. Yeah. Thank God they're not bringing those marionette puppets back because they scared the crap <laughs> more than anything else when I was a kid. The show used to be on so early in the morning, and if you're sick or something and that show came on, it was like, oh, man, I, I want to turn it off, but I have to watch it, but it's freaking me out, and yeah, <laughs> I don't just, like it. You just can't look away. That's it. Um, they got some vehicles, too. I don't. What I couldn't figure out is I don't think the vehicles are necessarily scaled for the figures, though, No, they're, they're, not, they're not at all. Um, this must be a... American release timing because we've actually had these figures on shelves uh, oh. out here for a couple of months now. Um, the vehicles are almost the same size as the figures, maybe an inch mm. or two bigger. The large, is it Thunderbird 2, the large yeah. green Easter egg shaped one? Uh, that del- large deluxe one uh, actually comes with tiny uh, half an inch like mini figures uh, with it. 
Yeah, so uh, going with the Hasbro new style stuff, huh? Yeah. Idea, concept. Uh, oh, yeah, like like those, but much, much smaller. Um, almost like the size of the Ant-Man that you get in the, the Ant-Man uh, tiny packs uh, type things. Um, but, yeah, but that's the only set that I've seen that's had the minifigures with it, so there's only two in that scale that you can even get, and that's the really big, large uh, set. And then there's some smaller vehicle designs of all the rest of them. You know, when I was young, which was a long time ago, I had matchbox size cars of all those vehicles, and I never knew what they were. <laughs> okay. Huh. That's funny. Because I don't ever remember that show show being on here. Like I don't you. remember watching it. <laughs> yeah, it was always a show that, yeah, as Justin was saying, was on at weird times here. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll go with something I have seen, cause, uh, just because I've got one last news item, and that is our friends at Star Ace. I believe that's who they are. Yep. Um, are showing off their pre-orders for Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter series. And uh, she has rooted hair and a a, a plethora of uh, accessories. Some very cool stuff there. Got her ink pot and a wand and a little purse and a broom. And she only comes with three extra hands. So again, Well, that's just on the hand. phoning it in, not even trying in the extra hands department. Yeah. I do like the um, books that she comes with are actually books that are mentioned in the book itself, uh, like Hogwarts, a history. Uh, and that's, I, I, I did like that little touch. Yeah, they did a nice job. Um, uh, the broom's a bit odd just because I think there's only one scene with her with a actually right. But um, yeah, it's an odd choice, but I think a lot of these figures have just been coming with the brooms anyway. So I think it's just a, a pack in that they're doing with most of the kids. Yeah, this looks like, what, first or second movie, maybe? Yeah, they've been sort of hitting around that first, second movie uh, time, the Christopher Columbus years. Likeness looks good, though. Beautiful so. likeness. Mm. Yeah. I'm impressed. This might be the best that this Harry Potter line's actually had uh, in terms of likenesses. Yeah. So if you want the, uh, Hermione to join your, your Harry or if she's your favorite character, and I know there's a lot of people that actually really like her out there, so... Um, this might be a, a neat thing to get the Harry Potter fan, especially if they're Hermione fans. So, Indeed. The $209, $209 and estimated to ship in October, November. Um, maybe a Christmas present for your Harry Potter fan out there. <laughs> and if you're going to do that, go over to uh, Action Figure Blues and uh, click on some of the links to our fine our fine partners. And, uh, you know, you'll help us out as well when you're doing your Christmas mm. shopping. Very and that's good. it for me. Um, just before we go, a bit of breaking news. Um, there have been uh, some people who ordered the Sideshow Thor premium format, um, which we had heard had started shipping. Um, they've now sent out a message saying that uh, during production there was an issue found with the base, that it had a weight dis- distribution issue, um, which was addressed and was being corrected by updating the base, but they have discovered that some of the the statues that were shipped were shipped with the wrong base, and so they have halted shipping in order to conduct an inspection, and it's going to delay the ship date for this item by several months. So, How long does it take to look at a base? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And if it's a weight distribution problem, how do they how do they uh, figure out that 
do they put it in water and it play? Or? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I've just and, and and you and you know somewhere Ben's going. Well, I hope they check the foot pegs and make sure the foot pegs fit at the same time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So just take the name tag off it. <laughs> Um, so that's going to be pretty disappointing for people that have ordered that piece. Um, you know, there's a, it's, I think there's been quite a bit of stuff happening with, uh, bases and weights of these larger statues. Um, you know, there are a lot of people reporting leaning issues with the Superman just because of the size of the cape. Um, there are, is a whole kind of, not black market, but, you know, secondary market for cloth versions of the Superman and Batman capes. Um, And that Thor would be a fairly big piece. So that whole uh, weight issue there I can see, but it seems pretty crazy if uh, they quote unquote fixed it and then still sent out the wrong base to some people. Um, so more on that as it comes to hand, film at 11, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I just saw that and thought that I would part, throw it in. Part of my job sometimes involves bounding and, and, you know, looking for problems like that, but, um, it's not always easy. And, you know, I work in an industry where everything's serious, you know, got lot numbers and very easy to track and, mm you know, just for us tracking everything down can be difficult. So I would imagine we even have better controls on lots and stuff than they do. So I would imagine in their case, it is very difficult to, not that I'm making excuses, but no, except that it's I not would easy. Imagine that the lots that you were dealing with would be much bigger than the lot size of a statue run. No, because no? I mean, I okay. will deal with stuff like down in the, the, the 25 piece lots and stuff. Oh, okay. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know, we obviously don't know what's happened behind the scenes, and um, at least they are trying to make it right. Uh, but that delay obviously is going to be frustrating for people that were keenly waiting for it. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning, if you would like to throw in your two cents to the news, particularly if we don't cover uh, the things that you are interested in um, and they're the kind of thing that you think that we might include on the show, um, afbpodcast.reddit.com is where you can uh, put in your link. You can comment on the stories there as well, and um, all of that really helps us put this segment of the show together. So thank you for those that are doing that faithfully, and uh, please do go and follow that subreddit and have a look. And uh, with that, we will take a short break and come back with everybody's favorite podcast game. Name that. Well, now it's time for that part of the show where John, who is also known as Engineer Nerd from TV and FilmToys.com, puts out a bit of a challenge to us and does the audio version of his famous Name That series. So over to you, John. Wow, you're like giving Ben like a real run for best introduction for Name That. Well, I've been hearing you complimenting him and getting slightly jealous, so I was pulling out all the stops to try and get a compliment. You're up there. I think you're at the top now. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, last time we were here, we heard a sound, and it sounded like this. Just like in a movie, to do battle with... 
Wiping attack! The evil mutants must be stopped! And, uh, gentlemen, now that you've heard the sound, what do you think it is? Mash? The sound of music. It is not the sound of music or... Did you say mask or mash? Mash. Uh, mash. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Um, the love boat, the next wave. You know, I really would love to have some of those love boat figures. I, I don't know why. No, no, no. Do. The next wave. Not, not, oh. not, not the love boat. Yeah, like the remake. Is that when, uh, Robert Wagner was the captain? I have no idea. <laughs> is that a joke or is that a real thing? Well, it's a joke and no, I think it was, it was a real thing as well. <laughs> it was a real thing, yeah, but all I know is that it was a thing. I don't know anything about it. Mm. Oh. And he's just like, I'm so confused. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very bad taste. That's one of the oldest VR jokes. You do okay. know there was a, a fantasy island with uh, Malcolm McDowell too, right? Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Any any other guesses on this one? Uh, Donald Trump Mego action figure line. It's oh, realistic. So I'd buy that. Capsella? Um, Capsella? No, no. Our good friend, uh, our good friend Lukey Luke, um, actually got this one and he's been a little absent from getting these lately. So, uh, congratulations to Lukey Luke. Yay. He picked, he picked up on the <laughs> evil mutants and, you know, I, I kind of actually made this a little easier than what you would have thought because this is X-Men movie toys and, <clears throat> you know, they're trying to get the evil mutants. So close. I know. I know. I know. I'm disappointed yeah. in you guys. I but know. I'm not disappointed but hey, no, he's, you know, Back in the game. Yep. Yeah. So we'll congratulations see get... on getting out of rehab. Yeah. <laughs> now, what if he really was? Uh, now, you know, some I'm going really on. sure he wasn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. He's crying yeah. in a corner. But somewhere. hey, sorry, Lucky Luke. Yeah. No, I know. What I know him it? on Facebook. I know he's been in rehab. It's all good. <laughs> oh, good. Good. <laughs> Because that'd be my luck. I'd say something like that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> um, we'll see if he can get this week's sound, and we're going to put that right here. Now, they change to fight with ghostly might. Turn them into the light, and they change into even more powerful creatures. And you know what? I'm not even going to play it one more time. You all are only getting oh. one this week. What? Man, okay. hard test, mister. Fine, we'll play it one more time. Now, now, they change to fight with ghostly might. Turn them into the light, and they change into even more powerful creatures. And Eddie. Yes. Please tell me where to go if I knew what that was. If you wanted to uh, go and venture a guess, you would go to afbforum.com. And Justin, yes. what would I do when I got there? Uh, you'd find the appropriate thread and you would uh, throw your guess up and you could be rewarded with some points. And Scott, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. almost terrified to ask, <laughs> what will those points get you? Well, 
Um, this week we have a very special uh, offering. You will get a hermetically sealed uh, package of um, a very small amount of belly button fluff um, from one of the hosts of the AFB podcast. It's random, um, so you don't you don't won't know you know whose it is until you get it. But uh, very exciting. It's not me. I'm an outie. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, it's mostly mine, right? Yeah, but okay, whatever. I, I, I'm distributing them so I can label them however I want. Hmm. I'm a clone. I don't have a belly button. Oh, okay. Spoilers. Yeah. That was going to be the episode reveal. Oh, I've still got plenty to reveal. Yeah. The musical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Play musical. That scares me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is 200 going to be the one where you guys all get together in person and I get left out again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can come to Melbourne if you want. Oh, yeah, true. I'm, I'm assuming we're picking Melbourne since that's where the majority of the hosts live. The majority of the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the... Um, the greatest number in one place. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Mrs. Nerd was after me. She goes, why don't you go see if those guys can find you a job over there? I'm like, everything over there tries to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Okay, well, thank you very much for that, John. Um, we've got three toys of the week for this episode, and we are going to take a short break and come back with the very first one. Wolverine cuts evil down to size. X-Men. X-Men figures in X-Cycle, each sold separately, batteries not included. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. This is where we take turns uh, reviewing one or more toys in detail. Uh, We've got three for this episode, and Eddie has the first one. So, Eddie, take it away. Okay, guys, so I decided to go uh, not with a new figure this week, but a classic one. Wait, it's not uh, vintage, this is, is it? one of my... F- it's no. not vintage. <laughs> oh, not vintage. <laughs> it might have some vintage inspiration, but it's not the toy's fault. Okay. So... I think we've all been faced uh, with multiple variants of certain characters like Spider-Man and Wolverine and Batman, and uh, some characters are just prone to getting lots and lots of versions of that character released. And one of them is Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe line. Basically, every wave these days that comes out, there's a Snake Eyes uh, released And back in 2011, they released this Snake Eyes figure that I'm going to talk about in the Pursuit of Cobra line. Uh, It is the Ninja Commando Desert Battle Snake Eyes. 
and he is widely considered to be the ultimate version of this character released. So uh, being G.I. Joe, this is uh, from Hasbro, as I said it was released in 2011. I actually only picked him up for the first time last year in 2014. Uh, he's an action figure. He set you back around roughly around uh, $7.99 uh, when he was released. These days he's going for $30-plus. He came out on the sort of uh, classic G.I. Joe-sized uh, blister cards there. It's got some gorgeous painted artwork on it. Uh, one of the highlights of the Pursuit of Cobra waves was that they had uh, artists doing interpretations on the characters for each individual package, and they always looked great and uh, marvellous, and this one is no different. It's not a collector-friendly package. Once you open it, uh, he's not going back in. And one of the things with... Uh, the Pursuit of Cobra line known for is because they come with so many accessories. Uh, <laughs> you had to be very careful when opening these packages that uh, certain things didn't get lost straight away. Uh, there's the bit of the running joke with the low light figure who actually comes with a bullet accessory that it comes pre-lost as soon as you open it up out of the package, that uh, bullet is gone. Uh, and uh, this Snake Eyes does come with a few uh, smaller pieces here as well, so definitely be careful when opening this up, but uh, not really the most collector-friendly of packages. Uh, so the design of him is very much the classic Snake Eyes look. Uh, so he's a black commando wearing a commando turtleneck. He's got some web gear on. Uh, some nice cargo pants, uh, military style, lots of different pouches and things on him. Uh, he comes with two heads, so you can get uh, both classic versions of the character, one with the commando goggles on and the other one with the uh, very classic ninja visor, uh, which is the version you've sort of seen in the more recent modern film uh, adaptations of G.I. Joe. And the sculpt work on this is just beautiful. Uh, so I believe this was actually done by a lot of the guys who now work at Boss Fight Studios and their design work in this scale, as John was talking about earlier, is just it's breathtaking, all the details, the commando jackets, all the sort of padding that he has in here. It really seems like it's a real uh, texture uh, to a sweater design. Uh, the web gear is beautifully done. There's actually a little bit of uh, mixed multimedia in here. He's got a sort of uh, bungee elastic on some parts of it, so it hangs quite nice and loose but also holds its shape a little bit in there, and it's just it's one of my favourite sculpt jobs on any figure in this uh, three-and-three-quarter uh, scale size. Uh, in terms of paint, there's not a lot on this guy. He is basically just all black. They've used two different uh, styles of black. So you have matte black and you've got some shiny black on things like the goggles, uh, different straps and pockets. Uh, he does have some grey knee pads. He's got a white G.I. Joe logo on his left shoulder and on his right shoulder he has in red uh, that classic Arishikage symbol uh, painted on there. But apart from those little bits... He is just all black all over. But the paint apps he do, does have are 100% on. There's no bleeding or anything. It's just really beautifully done. 
Uh, points of articulation, he's got a ton of articulation. So he has cuts and swivels in the ankles. He's got double-jointed knees, uh, ball points in the waist. He's got a uh, upper torso twist. He's in the hands. He's got uh, cuts and swivels in there for a full range of motion. In the wrists, he's got elbow joints. He's got ball joints in the shoulders. He's got a uh, ball-jointed head there as well. So you can get lots of different posing in. It's actually quite amazing how much articulation uh they managed to get into a small little uh figure here you can just pose him in infinite amount of ways which uh for a ninja commando uh you really do want to get out there and pose him uh in as many ways possible and he's actually really good at getting in poses either holding swords or if you want to tie ropes and strings around him uh, making him look like he's doing drop-ins or things like that he's perfect for it but where these pursuit of cobra figures really shine uh, is in the accessories. This guy comes with a ton of uh, merchandise packed in with him. So as I mentioned, he's got the two heads, so you can portray him uh, in his two different ways. Uh, I actually uh, like this figure so much I brought two versions of him uh, so I could display him with both the different heads on. Uh, he's got his web gear uh, which has been fantastically done. This is probably one of my favourite pieces of web gear uh, that's been done in the G.I. Joe uh, line. Uh, and it's actually one they haven't reused too often, which is quite good. Sometimes the web gear in G.I. Joe do get used over and over once they get a good one. Uh, but this is one uh, they've shown a bit of restraint in its use, so keeps this guy nice and unique. Uh, he's got the grey knee pads, which are detachable, uh, he comes with his classic explosive pack that the original figure came with. He comes with two uh, basic swords in sheath, uh, but he also comes with his really detailed and hyper-stylized ninja sword. Uh, he comes with uh, two knives, uh, one with a sheath that's permanently on his ankle, one with a removable sheath that you can plug into the web gear, he comes with a black rifle. He comes with a submachine gun Uzi that has a silencer that's removable. And he comes with two pistols. One of the pistols also has a silencer, which is removable. And he's got a holster that holds both that pistol and it's got a little attachment there for the silencer to plug in to as well and to be uh, stored in there on him. Uh, and he uh, comes with a very basic but great G.I. Joe stand uh, that Ben would be quite proud because it has his name printed on it there, so uh, there's no confusion or mistaking which of your G.I. Joe team uh, this guy is. Uh, so I really do uh, love this figure. Have you guys uh, had or seen or picked up any of the Pursuit of Cobra uh, figures before? Uh, I've got a few of them. I've got Lulaid. I've got uh, Dusty. Was it Dusty? Yeah, yeah, Dusty was in. He's um, one of the few I still need to get, actually. Snow Job. Hey, it was a great one. They do a Viper. I think I've got the Viper. Yep. Uh, I got a couple other ones. The um, Not Iron Grenadier, the Steel Brigade Trooper. I've got him, too. Yeah. No, it's a uh, 
great, great line. It's one of my favourite action figures lines that have ever been done. They were just really great interpretations of classic characters done in a very modern style, and I'm still amazed at the amount of accessories uh, that they managed to pack in with them, and most of the characters they released uh, in this line have been the definitive versions of those figures for me, uh, which is why for this guy here I'm going to give him $9.75 out of 10, uh, only being just the bit of lack of collector-friendly on uh, the blister card. Hmm. Uh, but apart from that, he's pretty much perfect. Once you have him out as a loose figure, uh, he's about as good as a figure can be. This is one I actually regret passing up. Um, I'm not a big Snake Eyes fan, and I have a Snake Eyes, but I don't have the uh, goggles head Snake Eyes. I have a visor Snake Eyes, and um, I really should have got this for the the you know goggles head. Yeah, no, it's it's a great great sculpt on the goggles head. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's actually was my preferred way of displaying him was with the goggles. I, I I'm a in the camp of goggles versus visor, I fall into the goggles camp. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of all the ninja stuff, so that's one of the reasons I kind of don't go too deep into the Snake Eyes mythology. But I mean, you're, you're looking at a character that, that if we look on on YoJo.com, um, he's got 68 versions. So if you, yeah. you know, if he's a character, yeah, I should focus, say it, this is the 54th version of yeah. him released. And yeah, 54th. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I'm sure it's not the end yet either. First, well, it might be, but that's a spoiler for something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you, it's not. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, it's um, not going to be. No, well, thanks very much for that, Eddie. That was um, a really good overview of a um, a character, like you said, who is one of those perennial characters, and it's good to know the difference between the figures. Um, which ones are worth chasing. Um, that wraps up our first Troy of the Week for this episode, and we will come back in a moment to discuss the new items that we've added to our collections this week. It's new AT-AT, the all-terrain armored transport from Kenner. Batteries not included, action figures each sold separately. You can make AT-AT walk, its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move AT-AT's head and pretend to scan for rebels. AT-AT has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and AT-AT Driver and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sounds. There's even a troop compartment. New AT-AT from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back Collection. We are all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we talk about the new items that we've added or pre-ordered for our collection since last we were on the show. And uh, Justin, you haven't been here for a while, so I think you might have a bit of a list. A little bit of a list. Uh, just a couple of days ago, via my sub, I got Master of the Universe Classics Pika Blue and Calyx. also picked up the Target uh, Marvel Legends 3-pack with Hulk, Ultron, and the phasing west coast avengers uh vision and also got on to the headless thunderbolts ghost and headless sentry that a ebay seller is selling off the back of a chinese truck at the moment and um they arrived and they are top-notch quality just headless so i don't know what i'm going to do with them maybe for a custom but i'll keep the ghost one and try and work out a translucent head situation i have to speak to my good friend uh ben Mm. 
I could just envision now the next couple of months he's going to be selling heads. So yeah, <laughs> for for three times my the headless price. eyes peel. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 is a Pika Blue? It is a uh, Princess of Power um, female who is a, a peacock slash woman with a peacock tail, which is weird because basically males have a peacock tail. Um, and she's just part of the um, very colourful history of uh, Princess of Power. Mm. Very good. Mm. And, uh, mm. Eddie, what about your good self? Speaking of colourful histories. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I was quite lucky. I uh, also managed to get my Calyx figure in the mail this week, which I was actually really delighted with because I was going through and dusting my Masters of the Universe shelf and I'd just gotten to the Horde Empire section and taken all the figures off uh, when this guy arrived. So he was perfect timing uh, to be placed on the shelf with all of his other Horde members uh, there. And I also managed, uh, I've got my Ant-Man uh, Ultron Wave uh, Marvel Legends coming out to me with uh, big thanks to show sponsor Mike's Comics and stuff, uh, who's helped me acquire these last three waves that have come out here. And not really action figures, but uh, it's something made by Mattel and action figure related, which uh, I've had great trouble tracking down here, but in a uh, op shop, I found the box set of G.I. Joe Renegades for $2. Oh. So I got the whole set of that, which I was quite happy with. On DVD. DVD. I have the Blu-ray set, but I don't have a Blu-ray player. Mm, I do trade. Have you watched any of them? <laughs> yeah. I Even though it didn't play here in Australia, I, I watched it somehow. That, that show was really good, and it was stopped before its yeah. time. Yeah. I cannot say enough good things about, about it. Yeah. I, I, I have a Marvel Legends question for you guys that know such things. Six mm-hmm. inches. <laughs> what wave is the uh, Ghost Rider in? The, uh, the Spider-Man Rhino one, the new one. Oh, crap. <laughs> I think I saw that one the other day. He I comes blackless. He... Well, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I, I might have to get He's him. He's a Ghost Walker. <laughs> Um, that is I might have to get him. a really nice figure. Um, like definitely my favorite Ghost Rider figure. Um, really? Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously we'll talk about these when we all have got them. But I, I was not really excited about that one. Um, and then when I got it, I was like, wow, this is just a really good classic Ghost Rider figure. It's good. Do you know? Was there a Marvel Select from from Diamond? Yes. Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. Uh, fairly early on, and then uh, I think he commands a fair bit of dollars there. Okay. I will or, he, or he was he was for a while. I yeah, will I, wait for the uh, Legends one until I yeah, see him. Yeah. They do. Yeah, I think he was around the time of the first movie. Was, yeah. They do re-release Scott, the you were... Marvel Select uh, figures. So um, you know, that's something, because the Marvel Select Ghost Rider is really nice. It's got a great base. Uh, Etc. Um, but this one, I think you'd really like if you can if you can find it. Okay, well, to keep an eye out. I yeah, I have a look at the Diamond Select one because I actually think it's one of their lesser figures that they've done. Uh, I, I think it's uh, not dated too well. That one, I think yeah, you might just be better off with the Legends, both price and quality. Yeah. What Rhino part does he come with? 
Uh, one of the arms. I think. Okay. Sometimes those catch my eye a little faster in the aisle. So. Yeah. True. Did you acquire anything this week, John? No. No. But the guys over at the toy pit sent me a picture and go, hey, we got some common writers in over here. You want to come see us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Well, so I'll be going over there later today. <laughs> uh, my only acquisition is the toy I'm about to talk about next. Um, but I did get my order of the Ant-Man Legends uh, is also in the mail from the Fantastic Mike, so I'm very much looking forward to that. I didn't, I'm not fussed about the Ultron, so I didn't get the movie Ant Man or uh, what's the other one I skipped? Giant Man, um, who isn't giant. Um, so, but I'm looking forward to the rest. Hmm. Would the, you don't get an Anthony. No, that's okay. Would would the um. The other giant man they did the oversized one for um, Marvel Universe. Would he work as like a regular size giant man for the Legends line? What do you uh, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the two pack one. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people use him. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Why am I asking these questions? I don't know. It's informative and uh, <laughs> yeah, it um, enhances discussion. So good on you. No, you made I me just... look up at my Ant Man uh, collection. Yeah, hmm. it does fit him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this is weird? When the day I went to see Ant Man at the movies, my kitchen got flooded with ants. Oh, I just found that was weird to me. I just found that as a sorry that that, that was an irrelevant story. But and, and by ants say. in Australia, they're what six inches long and have venomous fangs. Oh, or... uh, do you do you want to know something about? So people talk about what will kill you in Australia. Um, jumping jacks is a type of ant and mm. it will climb up in a tree and drop down on you to get you to sting and they've uh, worked out how to attack humans and the thing about it is you get stung once and it stings like hell and it affects you and then with a lot of people you get stung a second time and you've developed an allergic reaction to them and you go into anaphylactic shock so that if you're worried about things that will kill you in Australia ants are one of the worst huh <laughs> Well, I think it's time to move on to Toy of the Week. <laughs> so are we going to meet up? Yeah. So, well, Not John, Tasmania because yeah. they've got the jumping jacks. Yeah. yeah. Tasmania has all kinds of issues. Yeah. <laughs> I was nearly thrown in jail the, for... Those in the US. I, I was nearly thrown in jail for using the wrong loyalty card at Woolworths in Tasmania. Because they, they, have, a, they have a different system yeah. from the rest of Australia. Um, and when I tried to use my everyday rewards card at a Tasmania Woolworths, it like broke Tasmania. <laughs> yeah. We heard about that on the news here, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure you later. did. I'm not surprised, but the, <laughs> you know, cause I, you know, like I, I pride myself on not having to uh, have help to get through the self checkout. So I was very annoyed at having to, you know, get the little junior attendant over. And he uh, looked at it and then looked at me with a um, expression of rising panic and said, you didn't scan an everyday rewards card, did you? And I said, uh, yeah, I did. And he said, you can't use those here. We had our own loyalty system before the mainland. Um, and 
so he's like, I'll have to get a manager. And then the manager came and lectured me about it as well. And then I was like, so am I going to jail or do I get my groceries? I just need to know. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. And they said jail. Yeah, they or sent me to jail. Off the floor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get... Please um, let me go back, look for a picture of yourself. I will, for sure, yeah. Um before we, I don't know how we could get more off the track than we are, but before we do, I think we should uh, take a break, <laughs> and uh, we will come back with our second uh, toy of the week. Savage is attacking! What we take is we'll rule the world, General Warhawk! We need Rambo! Rambo! The force of freedom! Here's a present, Havoc! Wow! Rambo, why are you Warhawk? Rambo, my son! Rambo and General Warhawk with their battle action weapons, each sold separately. What we already heard, Eddie, and, you know, we said there's three toys of the week this week because we like to get you guys as much toy stuff out there as we can. And, you know, it's always a special place whenever Scott does a toy because he always does a good job. And uh, this one's going to be no exception. So, Scott, take it away. (laughs) Thank you, John. Um, (laughs) Great intro, by the way. I know you're efficient for that compliment, it. so calm down, you two. I, I know the the mutual congratulations society tonight, yeah, for sure. Um, so I probably um, am more known for reviewing high end things because that's where I tend to spend my uh, entertainment money. Um, but occasionally, I like to get something. Um, for the office collection, which is slowly growing. Um, and I was in a uh, Zing um, pop culture store here in Brisbane and had a look at what ended up being my toy of the week. Um, Vinyl Sugar is a arm of Funko that is doing some different skews um, in the, the vinyl line, a bit more high-end and aimed at collectors. Um, so you're not going to see them in all the places that you see the pops, etc. but you see them where all fine collectibles are sold. And uh, as we kind of talked about in the news with the Super Shogun, Boba Fett, etc., um, they're trying a lot of different things, and I think that that means that there's some really good uh, encouragement of creativity um, at Funko, which is great. And one of these lines is Dorbs, D-O-R-B-Z, and this is under the, the Vinyl Sugar brand. And presently there are um, both Marvel and DC Dorbs lines or series. Um, and I have got the Batman and, well, one of the Batman and Robin from Series 1 to review tonight. Um, so starting with the packaging, these come uh, individually packaged uh, with window boxes so you know what you're getting. They're not blind boxed. Um, they are numbered and uh, it is... NFB numbering, which is not for Ben, um, because the uh, numbering, as Funko does weird things with their numbering of these series, so Dorbs DC obviously is sharing numbering with other Dorbs lines, and so the first in the um, Batman Dorbs series is numbered 25. Um, And there are actually two Batman 
in the Dorb's line there is a blue and gray and a black and gray, and I've got the black and gray, so he is 36, um, while Robin is 26. So uh, your OCD or CDO is not going to be done any favors if you focus on that kind of thing. Um, the packaging is really quite nice. They're kind of uh, square boxes um, with round windows um, on both uh, side, so you can see front and back, and there is um, some really nice art. There is a little uh, key for all of the toys in the Batman Dorbs line, and then you can see a close-up of your figure. Um, the It is collector-friendly. You can open it and pop them back in. Um, I wouldn't say it was terribly Scott-friendly um, because it didn't come with really clear instructions about how to get the toy out of the box. And uh, if you know anyone is going to have trouble with that, it will be me. Um, I have a 100% success rate for uh, always starting off in the wrong direction whenever I'm trying to follow Google Maps walking directions. Even when I try and game the system by taking off in the direction that I think is wrong, um, it still ends up being, like, wrong. Um, and uh, I also have pretty much 100% success rate for not being able to just open things easily. Um, and this was a bit confusing because you've got the outer cardboard box with the window in them and then there's an inner plastic um shell which i thought might just slide out um kind of like a cordobachia um you know inside a plastic shell but actually there is uh it's quite a complicated little mechanism and it has a lid as part of the plastic that you lift up and then pull the toy out so don't try like i did to pull the whole plastic tray out of the box or you'll be sad um just lift up the tab and that that's why we do this for you obviously is um, so that you can avoid the heartbreak um these are probably not quite three inches tall um so they are significantly smaller than uh pops um they are stylized um the dorbs are all adorbs is obviously short for adorable right um and the they're all ex- mind blown <laughs> and they're all um like extremely happy with little like closed eyes and smiles like they're being tickled or other things and um they um are there's only one a bit of articulation, which is that they do have articulated necks. The little oversized heads can turn from side to side. Um, the there is a little bit of sculpting. Um, so I've you know during Batman and, and Robin together, the the sculpting is um, on the heads. Uh, Batman's cowl, his eyes, his mask are sculpted. Robin's hair is sculpted. Um, on the body, they have kind of a standard. Um, little uh body but then with plastic capes and batman's gloves are sculpted on and the little uh fins on his or bat prongs or whatever they are on his gloves are also sculpted and stick out um and they really are extremely cute um paint wise obviously this is funko um 
And one of the things that I was interested in when uh, they t- announced that they were doing higher end stuff, the Funko Legacy, um, the Vinyl Sugar stuff, is where the QC level would be at. Because as we've talked about, um, the QC on the pops is not fantastic. Um, these, I, I had a choice of. Uh, both Batman and Robin, um, and I also saw a number of other uh, characters there: uh, Batgirl, Killer Croc, Harley Quinn, Penguins, etc. I didn't see any real QC issues. Um, the paint on my Robin is pretty much perfect. Um, the paint on Batman. Um, has got a couple of small issues, a tiny little bit of bleed on the little whites of his um, eyes um, to the black mask, not terrible. And then again, um, where I did see some issues on the ones I left behind was the flesh paint of his chin um, against the mask was not great on all of them, but mine was kind of the best. Um, the uh, Batman does have a seam around his head so it looks like it's actually two pieces put together and it isn't super clean so but i mean you know really pretty minor um in australia these are going for 15 dollars um which is just a dollar or so less than the average pop um and you know that's uh, it's a lot for what you get I think uh, the packaging is really nice, but in terms of you know what you end up with, um, it's substantial. It's got a bit of weight to it, but it is a lot smaller than a pop. So, um, you know, I'm not sure if I see the, the value there. I actually got mine two for twenty five, so I didn't pay quite fifteen um, for the two. But look, they're fun. I thought I would just do a little review of them just for people that might be thinking. Uh, I wonder you know, what they're going to be like. I posted photos of these on our Facebook page and someone said, oh, I'm not sure about the dorbs yet, and fair enough. Um, If you're a really avid pop collector, I don't know that you would find that these would be for you because they are smaller and obviously the character range is not going to be as good. But they're fun, and for, you know, me, look, I won't buy more than than these two. I just thought these looked cute and they would... um, you know, sit on my very eclectic uh, office shelf um, and kind of be a novelty. Um, so I, I'm going to go, I think, probably 8 out of 10 on these. Just uh, I, I do think that probably the price is a, a bit high for what you're getting um, and the paint's not perfect. Um, I, I Being a little bit picky... I don't. I think just a simple like open here or small little instruction about how to get it open might have helped me not um, slightly damage my Batman box trying to get him out. So, but a, a solid eight. They're fun, and if you like little vinyl things and you like Batman, you really can't go wrong. I was surprised you didn't get Batgirl too. Me too. I know because I do love Batgirl, um, but then I thought oh, I don't want to get too crazy with these. Um, and the Bat—they only had one Batgirl, and and she actually had some issues, um, just paint-wise. Mm. So I thought, well, I don't want to go crazy with these, so I'll just kind of stick with Batman and Robin and stick them on the shelf and set and forget. I keep actually looking at the. Um, oh, where are they? The it's another vinyl sugar. Um, the kind of it's a female uh, vinyl vixens uh, Batgirl mm. 
um, which I think is kind of, but I, I just, I don't actually know that I really like them. They're kind of, yeah, strange. <laughs> is the, is the shadow under their chin painted on? No, that's probably just my photo. Are you looking at okay. my photos or? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at your photo. Oh, hold on. And I was trying. Maybe there is a little bit of shadow painted on. Yeah, there is a little bit of shadow painted on. Huh. huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a neat little detail. Like you mean on the top of their body? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there's a little bit there that I don't know if it's meant to be a shadow or just a little black stripe, but that's what it is. Um, yeah, so cool. yeah, uh, they still they still scream Power Powerpuff Girl to me. <sighs> they really do. That's the it's the whole kind of squinty smiley thing. Yeah. But what, like I said, what I'm really liking about what Funko is doing is that, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of scope for people to um, put up ideas and um, workshop them and get them made if they work. And I think that that's really smart business because, you know, there is a a limp, there's a lifespan to the pops, um, partly because of just how broadly they've gone but also because they've become such a thing that at some point they'll become you know not not a thing and so it is i think a very good business for them to be trying you know other products and things so these are fun i thought i'd give them a go mm. thank you for that scott i think uh i think it's a good look at something that we you know we haven't seen yet so and your tip on the packaging is much appreciated <laughs> i am sure so learn from my pain <laughs> And uh, from something that's kind of cute, we'll go to something that's kind of ugly. We will be right back with a red card. What is this bizarro world? Red card, it is our chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be it a crazy announcement or a badly made toy or a terrible marketing or um, something else decision. And I think that Eddie's red card tonight might fall into that third category, but I'll leave it to him to tell us more. Oh, it does. It does. Uh So a few episodes ago, you guys might remember that uh, I was quite positive with the Masters of the Universe line under the new leadership of the new team. I was uh, looking forward to see what they could do. Uh, But that positivity seems to have come back around in a bit of a karmic fashion, (laughs) and I got bit on the bum rather heavily from our dear friends at Digital River. So I had done a red card uh, on the fact that Digital River still haven't worked out a way to get the first month uh, of two subs to combine ship. Well, being that it was now in the second month, I contacted them uh, about combining my two subs to ship, uh, which is something you, you still have to do. You need to get in contact with them to combine the subs. It doesn't just automatically do it, which is another big problem onto itself. But things kind of just went downhill for me from there. I sent a message asking for my subs to be combined and I got an email back requesting my credit card details, which seemed a bit odd for me. I was not um, too keen on that. So I sent a reply back saying, look, uh, I don't wish to give my credit card details over the internet. Um, 
is there a way that I can log on the site and just do it myself? Uh, I got a response back saying, yes, we agree. You shouldn't have to send your credit card details through an email. What? And that was it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I sent one back saying, uh, yes, as I stated, I agree with that, uh, but I'm looking to uh, combine my sub. Is there a way for me to do this? And I get a reply back saying, can you send your credit card details oh. to... Uh, so I replied again, like saying, look, what? I don't think we're getting anywhere. All I'm looking for is for my subs to be combined. Get a reply back saying, yep, that's all good. That's fine. We can deal with that. Uh, and then I get another email saying that my main uh, He-Man club uh, attorney sub has been cancelled. <laughs> so, and also for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it seemed the way that Digital River work is rather than having a system where they can just combine the subs by adding one to uh, another same account, they need to cancel the subs and then reset up a new order uh, with them both together, uh, which seems overly complicated and a large uh, waste of time, but that is the way they decide to do things. But my bank uh, doesn't let a card uh, have authorization on it with a no uh, money being charged to it. If someone's just trying to basically... Uh, log into the card but not take any money. They see it as fraudulent activity and they declined it. And because it got declined, my sub got cancelled. Uh, so I spent a lot of time this week getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning because uh, I knew that's when I got my replies back on email from Digital River and would be emailing them back and forth with different information. So this whole week I've been getting setting my alarm for 3 o'clock, getting up, checking my email for a reply Crazy. and responding through to their reply setup. Uh, or <laughs> had to contact my bank and get special authorization uh, for anything coming through under Digital River to be approved and go through with them. Um, <laughs> also, I could get my subscription reactivated and for it to finally be combined. So my simple combined email ended up being a fortnight of running and all this is going under a ticking time clock because on Monday the subs renew and the new lot gets shipped out and this includes the 2000X sub exclusive of uh, the head pack, which I'm really looking forward to. But if this didn't get sorted by... Uh, the end of the week, then they kept telling me there is no guarantee that I would get those sub oh. um, details if they weren't there for this subscription, even though it was all uh, on their fault there, which was something I wasn't going to let drop right from the start. I was saying, look, if this isn't done by subscription, what are you guys going to do? I wasn't going to leave it to after it, uh, but they got a bit edgy about that stuff. Uh, but luckily at the 11th hour, I finally got, put on to one of the high-ups in the customer service at Digital River 
um, in terms of the team that actually responds to the customers. Uh, his name is Brady. I've actually had to deal with him once before um, a couple of years ago previous, and like the last time, he swept in right through and solved everything and fixed it back up. So uh, even though this is a big negative red card against Digital River, I do want to give up the thumbs up to Brady because he stepped in literally at the 11th hour um, if I didn't get it fixed up up on Friday, it would not have been fixed up and all good to go, but uh, he managed to actually listen to the common sense and get things uh, in through and sorted because I couldn't believe I was saying to people, so you're telling me that because you can't, you're not going to charge my card, which means that it won't be activated from my bank, you then can't charge my card? which just seemed ridiculous to me. It even feels stupid explaining it. Uh, so that was my week of getting up at 3 o'clock, speaking to Digital River customer service, and then, as I mentioned, long days in work training uh, in empty rooms, a whole time in the back of my head thinking I'm going to miss out on my He-Man toys, which I do love. I love the work of the Four Horsemen. I don't want to miss out on that. Uh, so thank you, Digital River, for that stressful week. Um, and might be the last time I try and be positive about you guys. Wow. <sighs> that, that's pretty Therapeutic. Much, this yeah. red card was very therapeutic. I mean, that, that was the end of me and Masters of the Universe was, and was that, uh, I guess it's, you know, be well over two years now. That happened to me, that same thing. Well, not the whole, we want your credit card thing, but in the process of trying to get my subs combined, they canceled them. And that, and then I was just like, okay, well then you don't want my money, fine. Like, you know, it is, it's just an insane after all these years that that stuff still happens. And yeah, there you go. Well, that's because technology has stood still. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Well, I think that's a very well deserved red card. Oh yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, I think that we should uh, put all of the Digital River Red cards from the history of the show together in one audio file and send them to the uh, Magic New Team at Mattel um, so they can really get a history of uh, the Litany of Sins. Litany of Sins? Litany. <laughs> That's the net. Wow. That's going to be the name of my heavy metal cover band. That's, that's like wordy. I'm using the big words again. <laughs> confuses me. <laughs> yeah, me and my vocabulary. What can I say? Um, that's <laughs> um, Scott's song for the 200th episode. is going to be called Litany of Sins. Litany of Sins. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're wording much better this week. I am. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a, a year nine kid while I was still teaching say to me, like, dude, you need, like, a dictionary just to follow along with what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, if I, if I break out more than a four-letter word or a five-letter word at work, people look at me like, why'd you use that word? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know you knew bigger words. Big words. Okay, well, I think um, Digital River could use some four-letter words, and uh, we'll leave those to your <laughs> imagination, and we'll come right back in a moment with our final Toy of the Week. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Uh, the Shadow Knows. 
The evil Khan calls on his fiendish friend, Dr. Makino. But Ninja Shadow with blazing eyes has the power to stop them. Makino and Khan take off. Ninja Shadow chases them in his mirage, each sold separately. Will they get away? Who knows? <laughs> the Shadow knows. Now you can get a free Shadow Agents ring. It changes. Just like in the movie. Send in two proofs of purchase from any Shadow toys for your free Shadow hologram ring. Wow. The Shadow knows. It's time for our third and final Choi of the Week. And Justin, it must be you. It is me, and I am going to talk about Masters of the Universe Classics Calyx. He comes from the uh, part of the sub that's the 2000 line, I guess, MYP for people in the know as well, which is Mike Young Productions, which had the cartoon that uh, aired in the early noughties. Now, Calyx is an interesting uh, figure and an interesting character because in the run of that said cartoon, he was on screen for 28 seconds. Wow. So having that uh, 28 seconds of infamy where he was destroyed by Hordak for giving advice on a battlefield or a regrouping of a battlefield, uh, Hordak destroyed him. But you'll be glad to know on the bio it's been rewritten that Calyx can actually break into pebbles, and then rebuild himself. So all you Calyx fans <laughs> out there, rejoice. Yes. It's actually a power that he has, and he wasn't actually killed. So isn't that good to know? <laughs> <laughs> so Calyx comes from a little-known toy company by the name of Mattel. Um, they're just starting out, and uh, they got a few good lines. So look at the toy shops for them. Year of release was 2015, so last month's sub-figure, which I was able to get... Uh, if you listen to poor Eddie and his story about what's happening with him, uh, I have no mm. no qualms. He arrived to me very safely, as my classics figures always do. So he is a six-inch figure. Have, however, having said that, he's on the classics body, and he has a few extra added-in bits that add to his height. So he actually stands about a half a head higher than the regular Masters of the Universe classics figures. His price, he was $27 US, and uh, I guess that's about a gazillion Australian dollars at the moment. Yeah. Uh, as for the packaging, it's the stock standard Masters of the Universe Classics packaging that has been in place since 2008. It's the green brick uh, packaging, and for Mint on Card Collectors, it's probably still good to have that. and must look very neat and tidy. I'm not one of those people. I ripped him out of the package straight away, so there was no... No chance of me ever replacing him <laughs> into the packaging. Now, the sculpt of Calyx. Sounds like a, a book or something, doesn't it? <laughs> the, sculpt, the sculpt is very nice. We'll start off with the head. It's uh, very, very spot on with the cartoon appearance. Calyx almost looks like the rock biter from The NeverEnding Story. Um, he's, oh, yeah. His eyes are deep set, which gives him a sort of, I don't know, a... Uh, Whimsical appearance. <laughs> he's more like a thinker, I guess. He, that's what he's meant to be, like a military thinker. He's a lonesome sort of guy. Now, if I go on straight to the headdress, shoulder, and it's a piece that is a solid piece, except when it gets to the shoulders where it's a more pliable plastic. And uh, there is a horde symbol on his chest, which is a different tone than the grey, which he is. And it almost resembles like a sandstony appearance. Um, now, if you lift up the shoulder pads, you can see that in the actual shoulders, I think it's a reuse of the whiplash shoulders, yeah. and there is some good, uh, I guess, 
belly effect or rock effect on those shoulders, which doesn't continue on to the rest of the exposed uh, biceps, abs area, and uh, upper legs, which would have been nice to see because it would have, you know it's a collector's line. But I guess the way it is at the moment, you know, for cost cutting and the rest of it, that's all we got. But it's weird that the shoulder piece covers that part. Unless you lift it up and had a look, you wouldn't be able to tell there was sort of scale or rocky pieces underneath. Uh, if we go down to the forearms, it's some really nice sculpting. It's like a higher rock sort of section that fits over the classic body, going into his hands, which are very nicely done as well with sort of like a, almost like a, a scarring rock effect as well. Uh, moving on to the loincloth, there's a little horde symbol, which is, you, you think um, Hordak's a bit kinking having his face there, you know, like he, do, he puts out a decree saying, my face face will be shown on every every loincloth of every member of my army. <laughs> um, loincloth extends around to the back as well. It's once again the more soft, pliable plastic, which is uh, good for having the movement in the hip area so you can extend the legs front and back and side to side. And then we move down to the lower part of the leg where it's actually sculpted over the classic body again, but you actually get articulation in the top section. And there's another cut underneath which gives uh, Calyx his height and his feet, for lack of a better word, uh, like rocks. And uh, it's like a lazy uh, lazy Susan pivot, so it goes all the way around back to the front again. And I guess the extended parts make up for the toes and also hold his balance. Now with the accessories, we get a shield, which is a bit small for Calyx, but it does the job. It's in that two-tone grey Marbling, uh, not marbling, a uh, scarring effect as well. When we've got the sandstone sort of in the middle, as like a target sort of section. Now, I had to look at this weapon when I thought, okay, it's it's an axe, but it also has the uh, hand handle on the midsection as well, and it doubles for a crossbow, which is a nice added sort of nod back to the classic line where uh, Hordax Horde all had. Um, all had crossbows, so it's good. It can be used either as a rock axe or a crossbow. Prefer to use it as an axe. It looks uh, looks much better that way. Now, having said all that, um, like I mentioned before, it would have been nice to see that scaling effect carried on to the exposed pieces. It just looks a little weird with the uh, upper legs and the rest of it. But having said all that, um, Calyx is a welcome welcome addition to the horde. And out of ten, you know, I'm going to have to give him a solid. Solid uh, 8 out of 10. Um, it wasn't a character I was really looking forward to, but once I have him in hand, um, he's quite nicely done. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I think he looks pretty cool. I, I'm, I like he's him. very cool. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those figures you could take out and put in some other lines, I think, and um, he would still fit. You know, he, yeah. could, he could be a Frost Giant for Marvel Universe, say, or, um, you know, there's plenty, plenty of other lines I think he'd fit just perfectly. Cool. I was thinking about Hellboy as well. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, very, very good choice. Yeah, very mm. good. I like him. So the joke over the years with Calyx has been that uh, customizers will, will post a, something up in the forum that they've done a custom of Calyx, and they'll just show a picture of uh, pebbles. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a big laugh back in the day. <laughs> but as we know, Calyx, you can't kill Calyx. He, he just, uh, he's made of pebbles, <laughs> but he can reform, apparently. Mute on, and um, I was like, John keeps talking over me, the rude son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm really happy uh, with him. This is 
<laughs> this is one of my um, things that I like about uh, the Moto C line. I, I really do like clever reuse of bucks and the way that, you know, there's some new sculpting on here, but they've gotten some really good use through. But on mine, the left shoulder is really stuck in place and I'm a bit worried about uh, moving it uh, too much. I might need to do a freezer job on him. Did you have any, like, stuck joints on yours? <sighs> Not at all. Um, the shoulders are, are good. No, no stuck joints. The the underneath the shoulder, one of the shoulder flat parts. The uh, the scaling is is a bit uh, sort of wrecked and has plastic dongles hanging off it. <laughs> okay. Uh, apart from that, oh. uh, you can uh, move around quite easy. Now, since we're talking about the He Man's, um, yeah. Eddie had a question based on the statues that were coming out. Yes. And wondering if you had any interest in that, Justin. Uh, no. I I have uh, every single figure from the original. I have every single 2000 figure and basically every single uh, one of these. I'm, I'm on He-Man Overload at the moment. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 at this stage now, I don't really have any uh, any want for, for He-Man statues. Uh, if if anyone does uh, interested in that uh, those He-Man statues, which are based on the Stephen Sedgwick art, uh, our friend Michael Crawford, his podcast. I don't think he was on the episode, but uh, the Hot Toys cast actually did an interview uh, with the artist about his designs and did a whole one on those statues, which is uh, well worth a listen. May have check that out. Yeah. Huh. Very good. And it has Eamon O'Donoghue too. Great. Oh, okay. uh, E-Man personality. If yeah. you ever want to listen to a Scottish guy go nuts about uh, where the battle cat should talk. Hmm. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Justin. And that uh, wraps up our Toys of the Week for this episode. We will come back with a bit of feedback before we wrap the show up. For good. For this episode. Not forever. Don't freak out. You can make them fly or jump or crash your wall. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. Each sold separately. Superman, Batman, Incredible Hulk. You can make them do their thing. Even make Spider-Man slide down a string. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. Well, we love hearing from you. Uh, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can post on our Facebook page, which we are about to hit 20,000 likes on Facebook. Freaky. Um, I know. Yeah, incredible. I know. And only like 19,000 of them are my mother. Um, so, wow. You love us. You really do. Um, the uh, You can tweet at us at AFBlues. Um, you can comment or post on Instagram or however that works. I don't really understand. I need to give Eddie control of our Instagram, I think. Um, and uh, Or you can just, you know, uh, write notes and wrap them around rocks and throw them through the windshield of John's car. Um, it's all good. Uh, this one came through more conventional means from the email, and it was just a quick uh, one-liner, really, from Vince who asked me if I was planning on uh, buying and reviewing the Play Arts Kai Marvel variant figures. And uh, sadly, the answer is no. I was uh, I did have them pre-ordered at Big Bad, um, but I have uh, 
I, I don't have the room um, to display. I've seen the Iron Man in person. It looks really nice, and I think it's definitely worth picking up if you're interested, but I've decided not to go down that road. So, no, you'll have to look elsewhere for such reviews. Um, but thanks for asking. Have you pre-ordered the Steampunk Batman yet variant? No. No. No, I mean, I'm kind of, like, I really don't have room for the play art stuff, so even with the Star Wars stuff, like, I really like the Darth Vader, but I don't know that I'm really going to continue with them, um, just because they're not cheap, particularly with the dollars being so weak at the moment. So, you know, to buy them here, you're mm-hmm. looking easily at 200 Um and oh, yeah, I know. So, you know, that's a bombshell statue and a half. So, um, I'll just, I think I've got to let them go sadly. Um, but yeah, the, the, like I said, I've seen the Iron Man in person a couple of times and very tempting, but I'm gonna, gonna let it pass. And I believe that that is the show. That's the show. That's the show. It well, isn't anymore no well um, done everybody before we go i'd like to say uh yeah goodbye to uh rowdy roddy piper this week oh yeah uh, uh, that yeah. that really knocked me off my feet um i was a massive fan of wrestling and it, when it first started here the rock and roll wrestling was on at uh 10 30 on a tuesday night and as a schoolboy, you know it was uh, such a thing to sneak out after everyone was uh, asleep into the lounge room mm-hmm. And uh, watch that wrestling, which used to go for an hour and a half, and then talk to your mates in the schoolyard the next day. And Rowdy Roddy Piper was a huge part of that. And uh, I had his uh, three-set DVD already here at home. And I watched all the Piper's Pit again, and I showed my kids, especially the part where he, the infamous part where he slammed the coconut into Jimmy Snooker Superfly's face. (gasps) And uh, we all had a good laugh about that. But, um, yeah, he'll be be sorely missed. He was a great advocate for, for wrestling. And he was always around wrestling and uh, was quite passionate about wrestling as well. If you listen to his life story, especially the early part of his life, it's quite an inspirational uh, man to uh, make it to the heights that he did. So mm. goodbye, Roddy, and uh, thanks a lot. Mm. Mm, good on you, Justin. That was really, really nicely said. Mm. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of the first action figures I ever had was a Rowdy Piper action figure. Mm, really? Kidding. Yeah, it was uh, one of those old, like, five-inch, and they had next to no articulation uh, on them, but he had, like, an arm you'd pull back and punched. Mm. And, yeah, got from an old venture store and didn't really know much about wrestling, didn't know why this man was wearing a dress. I learned about kilts from that figure. Huh. Yeah. Do you, do you um, have the G.I. Joe one? No, I don't. That one goes for insane amounts of money. Yeah. But yeah, those those ones. Are, I don't even have the new Sergeant Slaughter one. Mm. I also really want on the wrestling GI Joe side. But yeah, no, that convention figure goes is one of the most expensive GI Joes uh, out there at the moment. It's cool. And particularly now, it's just mm. gone skyrocketing. Huh. Gone way too young, that's for sure. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, rest in peace, Roddy, and uh, good night, everybody. Yeah. Night. Please visit visit your dentist. Excelsior. (laughs) If you're a dentist, I'm in a good mood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It works, I tell you. Yeah. Don't visit the chili doctor. (laughs) No, no. Not Um. him.
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Oh, there's a weird humming noise. And now it's gone. Well, that's a strange opening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I decided to do something a little bit avant-garde so people could kind of interpret it for themselves. Um, Yeah, rather than being so literal, you know.